we're ready now. We got water. Are you ready? I've got one. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Michael. And I'm Casey. And welcome to Put That Record On. This week, we're spinning Terraformer by Thank You Scientist, the third full-length studio album from the year 2019. So please join us around the record player, sit back, and enjoy. A 2019 album? Oh, when, no. when was that? <laughs> the before times. <laughs> I mean, Titanic Rising was 2019, so it's, okay. well, it's not unprecedented for the show. No. As always, we will start off with the album cover because why not? It's the first thing you see if you're hypothetically shopping for vinyl. And, and hypothetically, the vinyl store you're at has progressive jazz fusion albums in it i mean that would be nice that's my that's my ideal record store <laughs> it's a it's a busy it's a little busy this will be actually i feel like of all the album covers that you get to uh draw this one actually might be fun i yeah it's either going to be one of my favorite things to draw ever or like hate it. the crappiest <laughs> little doodle like <laughs> there's gonna be no in between nope <laughs> there's no like well this will be boring i can do it but i know what it's gonna look like I'm excited. I still have to draw the normal album, but that one, um, as you texted me, will likely just be a stick figure coming out of a window as a break, and then <laughs> I can start work on this one. You can try to figure out how to take an eighth, oh, yeah, an eighth out of a sphere. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. I'll figure it out. This is my jam. Like, <laughs> I love abstract art. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is like prime, some prime digital art right here. It's super trippy. Yeah, it's got like as an Earth, but also there's a, a couple Earths. Yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> it's true. There's the small Earth. There's the small Earth that looks like a ball on some stairs, and then there's the big Earth that you know is straight out of a science book. When you you know the the cross section, it's like oh, the core is made of molten iron. Is that what it is? I don't actually know. Uh, it's made, it's made out of molten earth. <laughs> That's liquid earth. It's li li earth. Liquid earth is the middle. And then you got what? The mantle somewhere in there. And there's gas earth on, above it. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> but you've got, yeah, the stars, the butterflies. There's just a lot of little details. Um, there's a guy sitting on earth. But he like is also in motion. No, that's the guy. There's a guy in the oh, house. Oh, there's a guy in the house. And then, yes, there's a guy... On the earth. On the earth. And then there's a big eye. A guy outside of the space door. Of <laughs> this window. <laughs> space door. It's also very, it's got this, it's, the furniture has the retro future, like, this is the futuristic furniture from the 50s. Yeah, it does. But it's all, but it's all in space. It's all in space. It actually gives me, like, it's kind of reminding me of Monty Python art, but it's not Monty Python art. Oh, yeah, I can see that. But, like, what the, more of, like, what they have in um, the Flying Circus. Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, yes. The the layers of things. Layers of ridiculous, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I like it. It it doesn't have, it definitely doesn't have the, the normal, like, the, I'm not going to pick this up and be like, the music matches this cut. No. No. <laughs> no, this is very abstract in itself and... I would not know what I was getting into by this album nope. art, but it would certainly it would certainly catch my eye. I have no clue. It's definitely not like they're only giving bad points to uh, 
the most boring stock art. It's like, this is not it. So we, we like, we like the art. Pretty sweet earth. Earth. Okay, moving on. Topics or themes? Well, I guess we should say topics and themes. And themes. <laughs> Which, are we going to have topics this week or themes? Or themes. One or the other, not both. Can't have both. We got a couple. There's that the album de- definitely ha- is like it's completely different, but there was stuff that makes this album this album. Some of the things that are great on this album, the melodies is sublime on this album. Most prog artists that I am familiar with do not value they. I'm sure they value melody, but they do not elevate melody. And I talked about it a little bit when I was talking about the Stephen Wilson album of how I like how he does pop songs and works pop elements in. This is not pop and not even close to pop. But what pop does is use of melody. Pop songs are catchy because they have really catchy melodies. This album uses really fantastic melodies that, like I said, most prog artists do not tend to use, which makes these songs proggy but also very catchy yes and i'm not i am not someone who listens to prog normally um you know this most people who know me yeah, they might not know it because i don't really talk about music that much weird that i'm on a music podcast but i yeah i just i found every song every song had something in it that i would consider super catchy and it took me out of that prog feeling yeah because most prog is driven by like we're gonna do some very elaborate you know like guitar riff thing and one thing that they don't do is actually that guitar riff thing. Like a lot of prog songs, you put it on and there's going to be like 30 straight seconds of like this guitar riff. And it's like, all right, this is what's going to drive the whole song. And so, you know, you start the song and you'll be like, yep, I know that song because of that riff. But there's no melody to it. And this album is weird because every song you don't exactly know <laughs> until you know the songs. You don't know what song it is because the starting doesn't always like indicate what's catchy about this song. Sometimes it, you won't actually get the catchy melody hooks until like three minutes in, and then they're inside the song, and you're like, ah, yeah, that this is. We'll listen to this song now, and it's unique. And like they have such great intros to their songs, whether like they don't establish a melody, but they're unique in themselves. And there's one, there's a couple in particular that I adore, and it's like that's all you get of it. That's it. That little intro stands by itself and it's amazing but then you never hear it again yeah and that's another theme that i really like about just the way thank you scientist writes music is how they construct on construct those songs build on these ideas tweak them throughout the song and completely change songs while still kind of holding on to that original melody so that you still know you're inside of this song even though everything around it is changing and like Casey was saying with the intros, a lot of bands, if you have a good idea, you keep it. Whereas Thank You Scientist will use it and then it will either be gone or it might come back on, you know, in a different way. Or they might ha- give you like a taste of something. They'll give you a taste of a melody, a taste of a riff, and then come back later with a much bigger version of that riff, which gives you this unique dynamic where once you know the full riff, when you're hearing the semi-half riff, when you're coming back through the album again, you'll be like, ah, it's like the tension of knowing that the full riff is later on the song just like builds on how good the song is. And also in the same vein, I think Casey, you said you wanted to mention. Oh, the bridges. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they are art. <laughs> Not to sound like 
I don't even know, windbag, but <laughs> no, it's, they're so good. It's just every song, it, it, kind of like how the intros are so different. The bridges really stand out from the rest of the song, at least at like, Definitely not every song, but like most songs, I really notice the bridge because it, it would just stand out. I don't even know how to describe it. No, I think that's, that's correct. It's a way, it's an older way of building bridges. Um, those memes about Taylor Swift bridges, um, the Beatles used to do great bridges. Uh, it's a lost art and for some artists of like, sometimes they don't e either just skip the bridge entirely. They do some just like generic solo. They just do the chorus a bunch of times. They have something simple that like builds into a chorus, like a later chorus, mm. but it's short. Yeah, like building a unique bridge and that, you know, hence why Taylor Swift bridges are there's plenty of memes about that is like, you have to be able to do something that is not the verse. It's not the chorus. It is not even close to either but it somehow works to get from the verse and chorus section to the ending chorus -y section. That doesn't just sound like you've d written another verse. And so writing good bridges is very difficult and they do a really good job. And that just is how, again, how they construct the songs and build on these ideas. Because some of the ideas they build with are using bits and pieces of Ole on the song to fit into the bridge to make the bridge unique. And then I also just wanted to mention all the instrumentation on this on this album is um fantastic. Everyone who's playing here is so highly skilled, <laughs> so talented. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it is not even funny. Like you listen to this, and then you listen to like other music, and you're like, "Wow, those guys are those good guys are just good at writing music. <laughs> They're real good." And like, so everyone's good, but the one the one that really stands out to me in this album is the bass in this album. <laughs> If you just, like, just listen to this album one time through after you've listened to it a few times, just listening to the bass. Listen to nothing else. Just pay attention to the bass. It's amazing. It's, I specifically love a funky bass. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely point it out in the notes. And it's not, it's not funky bass the whole time, by any means. No. It's just good. It's such good playing. And one thing the bassist does, which is very um, Getty Lee-esque, um, and one of the reasons I love Rush is Rush because they only had one guitarist and one bassist, which Thank You Scientist also has. They only have the one guitarist. And most progressive rock metal bands have, like, what they do is they have multiple guitarists playing multiple parts. Well, Rush and here for Thank You Scientist, they just have the one guitarist. So the bass lines are not just, like, boring bass lines. The bass almost plays rhythm guitar parts. So the bass is driving a lot of this music. Like the guitar is just like off, you know, making sound effects. So not even part of the song. And it's like the bass is doing that heavy lifting, which as a huge Rush fan, I love that in music. So it's so great to hear it in this. It's very, very good. I put a note in here. It might have actually been in reference to specifically the second song on the album, XF, no, <sighs> X, no, FX. M L D R. Yeah, I think there's a way there's a way they pronounce that, but I forgot what it was. So we're just gonna I've say the letters. No and... idea. <laughs> but um, I so I, the whole time I was listening to this album, I one of my best friends, Corey. Um, I'm calling him a friend of the pod, but I don't actually think he listens. Uh, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. He will. Not yet. He um, his music taste is very like metal, um, 
rock, but also he played saxophone in the way back. So he loves his jazz. And so the whole time I was listening, I was just like, Corey would really dig this. And so I sent it to him and he was like, this is like dream theater meets Radiohead and anime intro music. And I was, I was like, yeah, that's actually a pretty perfect description. <laughs> yeah. The only, the only, uh, not to be that guy. Uh, the only thing I would say is what dream theater had, which a lot of other, um, bands don't have is Jordan, who's the keyboardist. So they've got the best keyboardist on planet Earth. <laughs> by far. But onto Earth. So is there no synth or keyboard in this? I had so much trouble picking out instruments. Yeah, they'll they'll they might have one, but they do not have a keyboardist in the band. Gotcha. I mean he could have been referencing elements of Dream Theater that's not mm. yeah, that, yeah. I'm assuming. Oh yeah, there's definitely elements of Dream Theater that um but Dream Theater, to me, the, one of the things that makes their music, their music is Jordan's playing on it. Even though Jordan didn't show up till 99. And so there were five, four or five albums beforehand. But most, I, I, could, I do modern Dream Theater, like 99 forward. So Jordan, Jordan's part of that music. And <laughs> <laughs> but Dream Theater also was a more modern, like they, I mean, they all love Rush. There was actually a podcast that I was listening to where... Mike Putnoy and uh, John Petrucci were talking. They they created their perfect Rush album. They they love Rush to death, and um, so their music is very Rush influenced. And to this music also, I feel feel very strong Rush vibes. So that side of it. So yes, I, I can totally see where that's coming from. Yeah, because they. But to that point, thank you, scientist has its own sound. Oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> there is nothing that sounds like thank you, scientist. Which is one of the reasons I really like them, and I forgot to put that as a theme, but it's more of just a general statement about Thank You, Scientist, but that I mentioned last week, I think, hopefully in the outro. They have such a unique sound that is completely theirs, and I love that about bands that, well, you can just put on one of those songs, and you're like, yep, I know who that is. No question. I don't, I don't need to, like, that sounds like a couple, it could be a couple band. No, it's Thank You, Scientist. <laughs> all right. With all the with all those fun themes out of the way, um, and burying some of the lead that we're gonna like this album a little bit, so sorry in advance. We prefer to talk about albums we like. <laughs> I try not to put. I tend not to suggest now. I don't like and don't want to listen. To. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the very first song on this album is titled "Wrinkle." "Wrinkle" is an intro track because. We like intro tracks as album listeners. Oh, I love a good intro track, and this is one of them. Yep, it is instrumental, which always welcome, and it does a really good job of introducing the band if you haven't heard the band and what you're in store for. It's got, like, all the members get um, just a moment. It's, it's like a two-minute instrumental, So, but every, every member gets their time to kind of be like, yep, you get this, and you get some of this, and you get some of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, every time I listen to, so I love instrumentals, absolutely love them. So this album was great because not only are there multiple instrumental tracks, instrumental only tracks, pretty much every song has an instrumental break. Yeah, <laughs> but they just can't help themselves. No, and I appreciate it. <laughs> and it's not just like a, and this song's not just like, plays instruments go it actually does have a little it has a flow like they're playing and then it actually picks up towards the end like prepping you for what's next i like it it's not an instrumental track that you go put on and it stands alone but to open up an album oh it's great it does its job does its job and it also transitions very nicely into the next song which is also its job that was one of my notes i was like a plus transition goes right into it this this, 
there's some transitions in this album that are that are good. This is one of them. So we transition ourselves over to FX MLDR. Should we guess at how they pronounce it? Ah, uh, no, I saw I saw it at one point. Fix cylinder. <laughs> I promise I saw it at one point and I like forget. Fix smilder. <laughs> there you go. It looks like something that would be on Reddit. What is that like? TL Oh, TLDR. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, too long. Too long didn't read. That's all I keep thinking of, but it's something else. FXM long didn't read. Yeah. <laughs> so this was the song that this is the song that I'm pretty sure I heard prior to listening to this album. And it's very catchy. It's a banger. <laughs> it's it's a bop. <laughs> it's a bop. <laughs> that that that's what the kids call it now. They said this song slaps and now it's a bop. Oh, I definitely, I have to have a note in here that said something slaps. Because the bass slaps. <laughs> that absolutely, like, oh, yeah. But that's it's, actually it's, like a bass term. Yeah, that's that's true. Slap in the bass. That, that's, it's, that's a real thing. These songs slap their bangos and the bops. The bass <laughs> does slap, though. The bass does not bop. Yeah, this, the, to go with the theme, this is, I mean, you notice one of the, you notice the bass theme right out of the, the gate here. The bass throughout the song is killer. There's not even like, there's no guitar in the in the second verse. It's just bass. Like the bass is just, I'm guitar now. <laughs> <laughs> bass is one of my favorite instruments to listen to. I know I've said it. I think it just stands out as such a rich sound and like a really talented bassist just makes the group. Oh, yeah. The bass is so underrated because everybody, everyone in the mom is like, I'm going to be a guitar player. That. That was the instrument that was elevated inside of rock music. No one like took it upon themselves to be like, I want to be a great bassist. Which, as I mentioned earlier, as a huge Rush fan, I appreciate amazing drumming and amazing bass playing. Because I'm so used to it in those songs that I notice it missing in other songs. Whereas if you listen to other bands exclusively, you might never think, wow, bass could be something more than root notes. Uh, and turns out, Sure can. <laughs> sure can. And it's great. Just, it just makes, it makes all of these songs so much stronger. Uh, the, the melody, the melodies in this song. Oh, oh yeah. This, I, I sing this one. I sing the whole mm -hmm. thing now. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> I am not going to sing for y'all. Oh man. I, I will sing for you then. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, no, I, well. <laughs> no, I'll sing in that case. <laughs> There are two, there are, I specifically have a couple lines that are really like the first time, I think it's actually right when the lyrics start and he sings way above the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. It's different than the rest of the singing. He sounds like he is way above the atmosphere <laughs> as he's singing it. He's way very distant. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, I actually did not pick that up. That's a good point. That's nice. Yeah. I don't know if that counts as word painting, but it did give me that picture. It sounded like he was distant and above you. The next time he does sing it, it's very different and much more, you know, rock in your face. But I liked how it comes in. Good way to start the song. Yeah, the, the, oh, the, so let's not discuss this. Ugh. That's so catchy. And then the chorus. The chorus. Like, there, this chorus, though, like the way it is, it definitely reminds me of something. Like, I, I've, the style mm. feels like something else. I couldn't place if it was like a panic at the disco feeling or something else. I could be completely wrong. I did not hunt it down. Yeah, it's got, it's definitely got more of a, a like a pop punk 
not even punk. It's just like over there a little bit because it is so energetic and catchy and co- it, chorus-y. Mm-hmm. And what I love about this chorus is it changes. Yes, it does. Because it's shorter the first time through and then you're ready to go through and sing it and it's not the same. No. Oh, no, the chorus, the first two times the chorus is sung is the same. It's the bridge. Oh, yeah. It's the bridge. So the bridge has the lyrics of the chorus, but it's very different. It's a lot more gentle. Yeah, there's a lot of, this is, uh, all these songs are very hard to, like, put words to what each thing are, because everything, everything's kind of everywhere, the structure without structure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there, there's at least one song where I was like, this is the bridge, I think. And then I look at the lyrics and like ingenious lyrics tries to couple their group things as verse, chorus, and bridge. And they labeled something else as the bridge. And I was like, <laughs> okay, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, a line, I just love how it's sung and whatever is happening musically is the My Pilot on the Way Home. Mm-hmm. Ba da ba da 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 da. The bridge has something I, again, with the b- song building, I really like is there's a lick that they don't play the first time you hear it, which gives you this huge sense of resolution after you've heard the song a couple times and you get to hear it because you hear it later on in the bridge. But once you know it's missing, there's just so much like tension from not having it. You're like, I wanted to hear that. And it's, there's just, it's, a t- it's a very small lick. It's like three notes. Like, yeah, I can't I can't sing it because it's a it's it's a lick yeah I I literally tried to type out what I was hearing musically <laughs> so that I could attempt to sing it if I could remember I doubt that's gonna happen no. <laughs> not in this song this is later <laughs> and then after the bridge there is a bass and sax solo which I am all here for yeah all, always here for that and then the uh <laughs> the the way this that instrumental break gets itself into the chorus ah oh, it's so good <laughs> like the amount of the amount of tension that builds in that whole instrumental piece just for that drum fill into the chorus mm, it definitely because the chorus is so good like you know it because you've heard the chorus twice and it's so fun to sing that even if you've never heard the song before by the time you get to the end of that instrumental break they've led you up to that you know the chorus is right there. And it is so... Oh yeah, you know you know exactly what's coming. What's beautiful is not only do you know that's coming, but you want it. You want you it. You want there. it. You can't wait to scream sing that chorus again. Because all I want to do is scream sing that chorus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the whole instrumental section of this is perfect. I just have, ugh, it's so good in all caps <laughs> as a note. It is. This is live commentary on, on that section. <laughs> Like the bass, the drumming, the the guitars playing the vocal melodies, while the bass and the drum were just doing their thing, and there's like, it's all it's all so good. After the last chorus, there's a theremin flex for good measure because is that what's okay? So I my two of my notes are the screaming woodwinds and brass or whatever is happening at the end is just great, and then it ends. I put it ends with some distortion of some kind that sounds alien-esque. That might be the theremin. (laughs) 
couple places of Theomin on the sound because the bassist also plays the Theomin. Of course, why not? Why wouldn't the bassist just play the Theomin? If you ever watch any of the uh, the live videos, you'll see him with the Theomin in front of him. That's fantastic. Just a fun little sub hobby. I'm assuming that. <laughs> well, it's like one, one thing. It's like once you know music, like. If you're really good at music, like you can play other instruments, obviously. Oh, yeah. These guys are so good at music and to be as good as they are, they ha- you have to have just this urge in life to like learn everything about it, which means you're the type who also like someone would put a theremin in front of you and you're just going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to sit here for the next six hours with this and we're just going to learn how to play this. Yeah, I'm just going to figure this out because it's neat. But a lot of it. I, I, I'm picturing the theremin in my head and what's such a, not, not to like nerd out on the theremin. I just love how it's a, I guess like a, a plane, mm-hmm. like a coordinate plane of tones. Yeah, it gives you the, um, I mean, it's the same. It's why voice is sometimes really hard to transpose because voice lives within the notes, right? That we're so used to in the West, in Western music, we're so used to 12 tone equals temperament. Those just 12 notes that we have. That voice, of course, doesn't fit into those 12 notes. You can you can bend throughout those notes, right? Like if you're doing a rise from A to B, you don't have to go A, A sharp, B. You can go all the notes in there. So theomins can do that. And then if you ever do like fretless guitars and bass, you're just playing, you're playing somewhere near where like A sharp is, right? So theomins are really cool in that you can get, A, it's got such a unique tone, but also because of the way it can slide through through sections, it just sounds so unique. And alien. (laughs) And and, and of course it sounds alien. (laughs) It's got such a weird sound. It sure does. The third song on this album is called Swarm. And this is one I don't have a lot of notes for, but I did really enjoy yeah, actually, I'm with you. This this is actually a shorter song for um for the album. It's only six minutes. Yeah, stressing the word only. So, they, they, you know, they do, they definitely experiment less on this song. The intro instrumentation is very good. The horns in it are fantastic. This this is one of those. Just in case you were mentioning the great intros, this is just one of those good intros. Yeah, I actually didn't put a note on the intro for this one, but every time I I feel like this is one that I hear and I'm like, ooh, I like that, but. Yeah. It's a different intro that I um, adore. <laughs> Absolutely adore. Could just listen to that intro on repeat for like half an hour. Uh, this is another just the melody, the voice melody is Fio. Are the kids still calling stuff Fio? Um, no, but they, at least I use the fire emoji a lot. Yeah, well, you used to say, they used to be saying like, this is Fio. Yeah, they don't say it's fire, but they might just comment the fire emoji. Mm, well, they don't talk. They just text. Exactly. The voice melody is fire and builds later on the song. It's it's the come again with a little bit of urgency. Oh, the way that, that plays the, the whole song. Come again with a little bit of urgency. Like they play on the word urgency a few times and it's sung different like every single time it shows up. I think this is the one I really like the does it make you wonder. I'm not remembering how it's sung right now. Does it ever make you wonder wonder, wonder. <laughs> or no he, i don't even know if it follows with wonder I th- it doesn't it what if i yeah that's what it is mm-hmm. i always think he's following by saying wonder again but it's not <laughs> yeah it's 
the it's always hard to read lyrics when you've got such an interesting vocal presentation because he's using melody so well there are breaks in these phrases that when you when you read it it makes no sense yeah no he exactly because i the whole time i'm reading the lyrics it's like wait i'm listening along and it's like this word is actually should be on that above line but because it's a phrase it's stuck on the below line i'm like that's not and there's so much instrument there's so much instrumentation between the words because it's does it ever make you wonder yeah right so there was like an instrument break inside of this line there's such good musicians that they can you know you're playing a groove stop the groove when the vocalist gets to this world play something completely different go back to the groove like that's so it's so hard to play like most, like most, ba- you just play loops. You just play code loops. Yeah. No, this is this is very different. Something I think it. Yeah. Something about this, like the way they play, it's very fast instrumentation. If I'm remembering correctly, and the song is called Swarm, and kind of like Flight of the Bumblebees. Ah. Not that they sounds the same, but like that's what I kept thinking of because that is a very fast piece of music in how it's played yeah this song also has this is the first it happens a couple times a couple songs i I know this the second verse the instrumentation is completely different like whatever instrumentation happened in the first verse doesn't exist in the second verse it's not here it's just gone we've moved on we have evolved (laughs) you're so used to hearing a verse a chorus and then you're getting a second verse and it's going to be roughly the same it's different words and sometimes it's a little different they, they just are like, we had two ideas for how this verse could work, and we're just going to do one here and one here. <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, the bridge, the, uh, was it the bridge or is it, um, I said the soul section. Like, there's, there's a part of the song where it feels like you're flying. Could be in a video game. So I'll stay here, where do I belong, where do I belong part? Mm, probably. Where do I belong? That. Where do I belong? Belong. The very either Phil Collins or Peter Gabriel-esque <laughs> sounding vocals. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like but it's very airy. It's very flying. Yeah. That that is labeled as the bridge. <laughs> okay. You know, no one knows. <laughs> oh, I forgot that. Yeah, the the other melody in here, the Oh My Carolina. I love when I hear the Oh My Carolina melody like inside of the solo. Yeah, in the any I I hesitate to call it guitar solo because that's why I've been calling it instrumental break because <laughs> sometimes it's mostly guitar but sometimes it's really not so instrumental break yeah it's like you you hear it mixed in and then it like does you know its own epic little solo thing but yeah it's like there's a there's, there was an epic solo and then towards the end it's like it's like yes because <laughs> you because that's the start of the pre-chorus so you're like. And that's, an, again, it's a cool way that they write that because that leads into the last chorus. So it's like we, instead of playing the pre-chorus to get into the chorus, we just took the elements of the pre-chorus, transposed it over to the guitar, and now you're ready for the chorus. And then that ending um, that ending uh, outro section, there's actually an outro here when he's just singing Become with all the, uh, with the guitar solo out loud. Yeah. <laughs> like, that long note. Because. Yeah, that this it's 
I've got less on this song, but it's still like a real, again, it's got the unique melody sections. Also like, oh yeah, we don't have many notes, but let's talk about it for five minutes. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's still like, it's still a six minute song. It's not like, there's nothing on this album where I'm like, that was a six minute snooze fest. Oh gosh, no, no. Like the, the one, this episode is going to be long because most albums I get, you know, five, six songs in and I can kind of say, well, the last songs are kind of like the first song, so we aren't going to have much to say here. Not true. <laughs> you wish. You might wish. But After Swarm is Son of a Serpent. And uh, the transition from Swarm into Son of a Serpent is filthy good. Oh, yeah. To the point that I didn't realize the songs changed. So with one of my like third <laughs> listens, when I was taking notes, I'm like, wait a second. Hold up. <laughs> I had notes for Son of a Serpent in Swarm, and I had to move them down. <laughs> Yeah, like it, it good. I, I I wrote I wrote my note. The bass and horns intro thing, comma tempo. God, please inform. What is the tempo? Of <laughs> oh, oh, hey! If you want me to listen to it now, I can try to figure it out. Just as like a a thing. I did not take any notes on tempo because I love myself and I was not about to try to figure that out. <laughs> I was trying. I was like. I didn't know what time signature or what garbage that bass horn intro was. Uh, I just said it's a funky intro. It's spritzy. And then it also continues into the first verse and it's really good, but it's only there. It's like, I love that it carries into that first verse, but like then it changes. Like the rest of the song is pretty different. Yeah. It's, just, it's like they're doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. More funky bass. This funky bass. This chorus lives in my head rent-free. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I really hate that this is following the normal album because it's going to be two weeks in a row of us just like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> just, it's it. so... Sorry. <laughs> you want a bad album? That's too bad. I, <laughs> if you want to play one, then play the other and be like, even you think we just listened to two albums that are very similar? You're incorrect. <laughs> You're incorrect there. Like, so wildly different. <laughs> That's how the show goes. I, I have uh, many musical interests, and there's no piano this week, though we are not going to... Uh, notice we have not discussed the meanings of any lyrics yet, and we aren't going to because we there are not aren't going to. any... No, if they're there, I'm not finding them. That's not, you do not listen to this album for the lyrics. They're there and like they're there to sing along to because you love it so much, but you are here to admire the sound. That's it. But <laughs> what is important about these lyrics, and I, I'll make this point now, that because of the melodies that are introduced and the way he sings it, the lyrics and the singing are great here. And it is a giant also a giant meme too that everyone loves four out of five members of dream theater and they just want the the vocalist to just step off the stage and just let the dream theater guys play it's like ev everybody's favorite parts of dream theater songs are never the vocals there's like the vocals bring nothing to dream theater's music <laughs> it's like we don't like the lyrics they just sound stale it's like we don't even like the way the um the singer sounds like we just want to hear the rest of dream theater whereas here it it is it does elevate the music even further which is a very important part of pro progressive lyric no one really goes to progressive music for lyricism no they don't but i do i really appreciate i really appreciate them here i especially when you do hear the lyrics and then you hear another instrument coming in and playing the same sound i mm. I enjoy it. They do not feel intrusive. Oh, absolutely not. 
Oh, this cause. Oh my god, this cause. Ah. But I'm sure there's a place. <laughs> oh, to bury the old me. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, st- and then you like read that and you're like, to bury the old, and then it's like, again, instrumental. Me and, and start anew. Yeah, me and start anew, but like me is like on a mm-hmm. whole nother line. You hear to bury the old and you think that's the end of the line, but actually the whole other half of the line is later. <laughs> this chorus, he sings it differently every time because the first time through, it's like he, he actually sings out how much can I lose? And then the second time through, it's like very fast. How much can I lose? Oh, it's like, it's like we're getting through this immediately and we go play something different. So this chorus is like, again, they, just, they play with stuff. It's great. And they do the same after the first first chorus. They do the same style that they do in the outro. So the instruments after the first chorus, just like the outro. But after the second chorus, they go do something else. The bass slaps in the second verse. That that is the <laughs> that is the note. You, there is the bass slapping. <laughs> I hope you ha- hope you had that note in there too. But um, wait, where is the just make it up as you go? Oh, that's in verse three. Okay, that's where my note is. Okay, well we can go. We can go to verse three. I just have the bass slaps in verse. Three. I just oh, I just said got the funkiness behind. Just make it up as you go. So like right in there is like extra funk. Oh, there's there's a lot of funk in there. Um, yeah, funk. <laughs> and then this bridge. This bridge. This this is probably this is probably in your um really really strong bridges section. It's so smooth. God, I I was not consistent with my really strong bridge, but it's probably because every bridge was really strong, so I just didn't write it all the time. This, this bridge is smooth. I need to do a live listen because I have a note in here, which is where I try. This is where I tried to write out uh, a thing. Okay. And- <laughs> Oh yeah, the oh it's too high. Dunna 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 dunna. Those at like the one thirty mark. Oh yeah, dude. And then get in it. And then there's the funky guitar. Dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like very very good. And I think I, it's like right after the chorus. I, I specifically yeah. post chorus. Um, and I I wanted to bring that up is because in a later song. Oh yeah. <laughs> that comes back. Yeah. Crash and learn. Be prepared for consequences. Make it up as you go. As you bum bum ba dum. One one of my notes in here is just guitar solo. Oh yeah. So so uh, just as I was saying with the bridge, the bridge is so smooth, and then the solo after it is so smooth because it's it's this very calming guitar solo, and. It matches the bridge. It, so, uh, do, uh, do you know the bridge, or do you want to do a live lesson on the bridge? So um, is this the is the bridge? I'm looking at the lyrics. This is the don't know why part. No, this is the I'm letting go. It, it's just like the it's very it's like there's just a guitar and the vocals. I'm letting go. I wanted to sing. I I try to sing along to this. It's like the absolute bottom of my range. This is that if I wake up in the morning and I have like my crunchy vocals going on, like super low, mm. I can hit it. <laughs> but then he just goes into this like very smooth jazz solo thing. And then out of nowhere, the solo's just bananas. <laughs> like absolute insanity is the solo. Just, I mean, just as a te- from a technical standpoint, to be able to play a smooth jazz solo that well and transition it into whatever that is. And 
like the amount of energy after like the solo bits done, but he's playing those quick triplets. I actually, so he does triplets a lot because I definitely, <gasps> did I forget to make a note about triplets? Is that in <gasps> this song? I think I think it's I think it's in a few parts. I think there there's there's multiple songs with fantastic triplet work. <laughs> but I don't think I'm just gonna say that now because I think I forgot to write that note, but every time I hear it, I'm like, wow, it's really good. <laughs> Right when it goes, right after the solo ends there. Oh, the horns and stuff and everything in that. It's so good. Oh, I'm geeking out now. No. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Those are not the triplets I was, I like noted out. I hadn't even noticed those triplets. Oh. Jeez. Those are such good triplets. Those are, no, those are like prime triplets, like authentic, fantastic triplet work. Okay. People are going to be so annoyed at this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, if you're listening to this show, this is what you come for. <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's fire. <laughs> yeah, it's a bop. It, that's says, such a bop. It's a triplet bop, as the kids. I can't even, I can't even call. No, like, that's not a bop. That's just, <laughs> it's just, oh, it just like, you just get into it. This is the music that if I dr- I I want to drive to, but I can't because <laughs> no. I will be going 85 and I will not know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you don't you don't want that. I actually drove yesterday and I had the album on and I was like, ooh, this is dangerous. <laughs> this is <laughs> not recommended. And after all that energy, what's great is the last chorus, you'd think, oh my gosh, well, we got all this energy, right? So this chorus is going to be super energetic and then it's quiet and peaceful. They do that in a lot of songs. They do, but it's like weird that you have all this energy and then it's like, last chorus is just like, it's empty. The, the That's like, they're plucking the violin. It's that quiet. But the reason they do that, and I think, or at least I'm guessing, is because it leads into the next song. Yeah, it, well, it gets, yeah, well, the end still has energy, because it's just the chorus, but they end with all that chanting, and I love the chanting and the strings, but it is, like, it is, like, I like that, again, the chorus is different every time, and the last time, it's quiet, it's peaceful, there's violin um, plucking, and then at the end, it's like, can I lose? Dun 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 dun. It's it's good, but yeah, that it leads really. <laughs> the fifth the fifth song. Fifth song is called "Bold Watching." This song is somehow both completely out of left field, and also we transitioned here so well somehow. And I have somehow. I don't know how. The, the foggiest idea how. <laughs> like where this song is so different it's really different it's it's what it actually makes me the most uncomfortable yeah it's um because everything is um electric drums this the synths are here so we we do have the, some synthy stuff here electric drums always make you uncomfortable i described it as futuristic because i couldn't mm. think of another way to describe it and I guess this is where vibe would come in. I haven't mentioned an actual vibe, but it's not a real vibe. But like if you were on like a spacecraft and there's like you just have like a blinking dashboard and like something's making sounds, something like that. But then it also gives me like a kind of apocalyptic feeling. Yeah. Like I just get it the whole time. It's like very floaty. So once again, more of like this is the music that's playing as in the movie as like a destructive scene is happening. And the chords that are in it, it's like you think 
it's like, okay, is this floaty peaceful? But then it's just like, no, that what they're doing just makes you, it like pulls you down. This has some similarities over to uh, talk the Future Bites stuff we did, where it's it's very, it's electronic. It's it's in that sphere. And that sphere obviously is, I, I feel like it it's the electric drums that really do it and then some of the string work just kind of do all that this but there's just like it's so it is hauntingly beautiful in a way um definitely like out of like where you've been for the last three songs you're like oh right we've just it's just like you know progressive jazz fusion and like we we go straight back to progressive jazz fusion but it is like an it's a nice break it's a good break song they have a couple of them and i'm wondering Mm -hmm. how they position so this is the fifth song and then the 10th song Oh, and the 12th. It's a break song. And the 12th. And the 12th, yep. But it, it it's very good album structuring to have these breaks in between stuff. Especially when the music is just so powerful sounding mm-hmm. and like that's what they've been doing. Like you need these breaks to just kind of like calm down, listen to something else and then get back into it. Because if it was just, if it was Son of a Serpent the whole time, like that would, that would just be a lot. <laughs> yeah. You can only drive, see if you drive 85 down the highway for the whole time, you run out of highway eventually. Yeah, unless you're driving to El Paso, but like not everyone's doing that. No. And they listen to George Strait the whole way through for some reason. Ew. I wrote, wrote, whenever I write down lyrics, I'm like, I just, it's because I liked listening to them in the, uh, just listening to how he sung them. But one more detail on on the road to nowhere. And also I love the way that they do the window, the echoey, like multiple vocals of window. Well, because everything's crumbling. Mm-hmm. Window, window. One of the lines is, trust me, it's crumbling. That's why I said that. <laughs> yeah, the vocal, the vocal presentation in the song is also really good. The bass in the song also really, because you can take the guitar and stuff out of the song. The bass is still here. You're not, you're not done with this bass. You're never done with this bass. And then it ends on quite the note. It, it ends on a very unsettling note and it just like ends there. This whole, the whole song is unsettling. <laughs> The whole thing, if you listen to it and you're listening to those chords, like you just get like a, oh, I don't even know how to describe it. So if this, if Bird Watching is your favorite song on the album, you can, uh, we, you can go walk over to the Future Bites and you can go enjoy your time there. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> um, that's all I have on that. Same. It goes over into, uh, I've got a bunch, this song, this, I think I've got the most notes for this song because this song can't stay still for more than 15 seconds no uh, the six the song is called everyday ghosts this this is the opening this is the opening that lives in my head rent free <laughs> my, my bullet point is love this intro it's like a fancy dance with plucked violins and claps specifically yeah. up into the up into the left so, <laughs> so i didn't know if it was i didn't you're right now that you say it's violins that's what it is i just assumed it was guitar but, but it was it's a plucky string instrument. And then like I said, rolling clicky noises. Like I couldn't, it's like, dun, 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 dun. And, then the, and like whatever is happening percussive wise is just so good. And then it's like, it's there for a little bit. And then it like travels down in, in the note range. So, and builds a little bit. Dun, 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 dun. It just goes down. And oh, I love it so much. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Since there is a full-time violinist in the band, there are actually all a few places where he does does the plucked violin strings. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. There are a couple lo- times where I kind of like don't know if it is the guitar or violin. There was, that, there was one solo. I don't know if it's 
I'll, I'll find it when we get there. There's one solo where I swear it's both somehow. Potentially. Yeah, I don't know. Because, yeah, I mean, an electric an electric guitar plucked at those higher strings has that sound. Yeah, but more ringing. Usually. Like, violin is, like, distinct. Yes. Yeah, it's different. No, like, now that, now that you say it, I can tell, yes, that is exactly what it is. But it, like, di- it still has trouble placing in my head how many different instruments are in this group. <laughs> There's many. So I'm like, oh, that ha-, I was like, oh, it's guitar. And it's like... The only reason I thought that is because I'm listening to a progressive rock group. And so I was like, yeah, that's, that's the guitar. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> there's more. The, uh, <laughs> I just wrote the bass. Once playing the main riff, the bass is great in the main, the verse. Then the next note, the bass in the pre-chorus. Mm. The bass in this whole song. Oh, yeah, yeah the, the bass in everything. So it's always the bass, but boy, this I, one. I, I wanted to know, you get that, like the plucky guitar, and then you just get this epic blast of brass yeah and then it's like you go through that and then it moves on from there this is the song that i mentioned triplets in my notes oh okay yeah they're they're in here somewhere i just just, there's too many i've got too many notes all this this whole thing is it's really it's really hard to describe this song my my brain broke a little bit trying to (laughs) actually take notes on this Mm mm-hmm there's so many good vocal lines in here. The way that they sing Listen to the Truth, because there's like, it's a vocal harmony with listen. And then also the Sometimes I Feel So Ordinary, that's another line that they just sing differently. Like later on the song, all the music stops and they, they solo the word ordinary. Just because, just because they can. Um, I'm trying to find, I have a note for, oh, this beat's got my heart. Where is that? Okay, uh, this beat's got my heart feeling like a riddle, I guess. I'll never figure it out or figure out. I don't know if that's a verse. I th- okay, so that's verse two. Verse two, the second verse is funky. <laughs> and also completely different than the first verse. Yes. <laughs> so vocally, this is, I think it's, this is where I'm getting Michael Jackson vibes. Mm. This beat's got my heart feeling like that. And the... And like I don't know if it's actually Michael Jackson. It just it definitely is very different. The only reason like there wasn't anything that really specifically triggered like oh this sounds like that. But sometimes how I know something might be sing- similar is after I turned off the music, I'll find myself singing something I have not been listening to, mm. and that I started singing like Man in the Mirror at some point, like after I had listened to this album. So I'm like, okay, something in here, <laughs> something in here is Michael Jackson, just a li- little bit. <laughs> I mean, it, well, it, it, it could be the funkiness. Like, it could be. The, fa- the, the fact is like, the speech about my, my heart feeling like, I guess I'll never figure, and then it's like, da 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 lost in the, and then it's like, it's like, there's just, the, the actual music changes every two lines. It does. It's really hard to keep up with. Like, it's hard to say, like, if you're trying to sing it, like you want to sing all the instruments along with it. There was just like drums starting and stopping, like the guitars doing whatever, the bass more. The ba- the bass is having a time. <laughs> my, and then this the, my whole my favorite thing about this whole section is that it's still funky in the pre-chorus. Like they're just jamming at this point and the vocalist is playing it cool, like while every, while sweating nervously that he messed up. Like everything here is like compl- like the musicianship has just 
they're just jamming. They do not know the vocalist is singing anything. Like, that's how it feels. Like, if you're listening to this instrumentation, they're just doing whatever. They're just doing whatever they want. And it works. It does. But there's, like, no semblance of, like, like I said, you'd think, like, okay, they're just going to be funky in the verse, too. And then when the pre-chorus comes in, they're going to play the pre-chorus again. They don't. They're just, like, still jamming. Like, it's lit- it's just the vocalist. Another great... I think this might be, maybe it's after, it's at the 6.45 timestamp, I'm guessing, because I wrote it, but like more guitar solo and just like fantastic instrumental break. Oh, this, it's, this might be the best, like, because what they do is, so they, so those, the, those, these bells that fall down after, I think the second chorus, and it's very unsettling. Oh, it falls into the keep your, keep your head up now, like the bells that go into that. Ooh. Yeah, and then whatever is happening. Yeah, there's a couple things that are very uncomfortable. It's like it's, that's out, of, that, but that's the only time you ever hear that. Yeah, they never do that again. No, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> and then that you know that they go into that. This is that's the this is the bridge. The keep your head up, keep your we're falling down, 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 down. And then after the bridge, everything in here is entirely illegal. <laughs> <laughs> like the the guitar is playing at illegal time signatures. I don't know what time signature that the guitar is playing through this section. I don't know what any is happening in any of this. I'm not even going to try to describe. I'm just going to say it's illegal. Like what? What time? We're going to figure this out live on it. What time signature is this guitar? Sorry, can't help you. I, I, I cannot help you there. The whole time, I'm like, is this 4-4? I don't is think it is. I really don't think it's 4-4. I don't think it is. No, I could become, I was like sitting, it's like, I got the tempo and I'm like, oh, no, this is 4-4. And I think parts of it are. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, part, I mean. honestly think, I think it switches. I think it's like, like 4-4, 4-4, 5-4, something else, something else, 4-4. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's that's illegal. why I'm confused because I'm like, yeah, this is 4-4. And then I'm like, wait. Now it's not. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so what is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm illegal. not that good. <laughs> it's illegal. Whatever they're doing, like they're just they, they they are they are breaking the laws of sheet music here. <laughs> and then and after all that, after that whole illegal section, it is funky. <laughs> this is that guitar that do 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 do. That's so good. Uh, the the guitar layers like bring. Oh, this actually sorry before that. This is like the most chaotic jam session that barely stays together. <laughs> barely. Like, I mean, when you hold it early on the song when you were like, ah, it, I mean, they were like doing their own thing, but they've just decided to keep going with that. And like, everyone's kind of doing their own thing. The guitar layers bring us back to reality. The bass and horns are just, they're chilling. They're best friends. They're still real good. There's a really deep vocal with uh, the don't, don't you ever change. That's like off on the side. That changes. I just remember him saying, don't you ever change? I'm like, the music just changed. Oh, the music always changes. The music just The music whatever. always changes. So it's them singing, don't you ever change? I'm like, mm, you hypocrites. Don't you? <laughs> and this was the, this is, I wrote really specifically in this song. Just listen to this whole album. Just listen to the bass because the bass is playing the most ridiculous stuff through this entire song. And it, you almost... You can overlook it with the way that the guitar and everything else is happening, but the bass throughout this whole thing is so good. I need to do a listen where it's just listening to the bass <laughs> because I know I'll love it. <laughs> just, just go find it. It's so good. And then the outro is just 
completely different again. I do not have any more notes for the song. All right, we, we can move on then. The seventh song on the album is Chromology. Sure, that's a yeah, Chromology. Yeah, that works. This is another instrumental. This is this is a true instrumental. This is a true instrumental. I don't. I didn't actually write how long it is, but I feel like it's in the eight minute range. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. This is a song that I would like. I want to send to people. It's just like just listen to this, please. <laughs> Uh, this I, I my note is this song is when the kids just want to play like they almost abandon you in the last song so you just leave them to do what they really want to do which is an in- which is instrumental music you can take a hint yeah it's like okay okay fine get it out of your system go run around I'll meet you back here for the next track <laughs> next track I'm singing again well staying within the normal structure you're gonna play what you were playing the first time I sang it okay. <laughs> I don't have too many notes. I this is this is one I want to go back to. I I was like, should I just, like I think I had like a meeting coming up with my boss, and I almost would be like, hey, look, go, look, go listen to this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. this song's really good. You'll like it. <laughs> it's really good. Like any anyone would like this. I'm just assuming. I don't know. It's it's just fantastic. Um, at the two forty mark, I said that Aaron that. I called it sax. I don't know, but I was like, the sax is so good. And then my, I continued. I was like, is that even sax? Nope, that's a trumpet. And then there's sax. Maybe it's both, <laughs> but it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, and I think it probably fits into where I have. I said having horns and other instruments to play melodies in absence of a vocalist really helps an instrumental. Yes, because especially those instruments, because they can sing. Like mm-hmm. I, many a piece where a horn just comes in. And you, I don't know, it just, it, you imagine something like you hear, you're hearing lyrics just because of the way they move. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. So and like, wonderful. And, and that's something like, there's, there are really good prog instrumentals, but there is definitely a, those prog instrumentals, but you can definitely like notice something is missing if it's not done well. Uh, and, and, you know, you you leave the guitar to play melodies and it's like, well, the guitar is also like playing the main riff so things can get lost was with the horn because like you said it can sing much better than than a guitar can sing unless you're like prince then you know it it just really helps helps these songs it's funny you mentioned prince because i actually looked him up to listen to like a couple songs to be like was he who i got reminded of and i was like no no (laughs) no you're your own thing you're amazing (laughs) (laughs) yeah but but prince is like one of those examples of you know just you have to be that good at guitar to be able to make guitar sing the way that he can make guitar sing. Yes. This song also just very funky as well. Like there's a there's a section where there's a guitar solo. And so you could just like get lost in, in the guitar solo. But secretly, you should listen to the bass grooving behind that guitar solo. <laughs> that's, the, that's the whole <laughs> album though. Like <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it though because it's so good. Like this is amazing. But the bass is going off and then can we can we get an edit of this album that's just the bass (laughs) but then yeah but then after after it they bring the bass to the front there's a bass solo real bands have bass solos they're like you are so good at what you're doing right now cut the guitar off put the bass up front not enough songs have bass solos no no they don't (laughs) and then the drums get their tone like everyone gets their tone to shine here 
Yeah, if you're going to have an eight-minute instrumental, like, you better feature everyone. (laughs) As long as everyone's, like, good enough to carry an instrumental. I was about to say, assuming everyone is incredibly talented, which is the case here, so. Uh, But if not everyone's that talented, then make it a six-minute instrumental and just... Exactly, just cut cut them up. That's fine. And then this, this, the start and the end of the song has a, a true video game feel to it. And they even play on it at the end. They have the, you win. There were a couple times I, I think it probably, it must have been this song. I felt kind of video game-esque, video gamey. Yeah. Yeah. This whole, like the whole thing could have been like a, in some kind of video game section of you going through some mission. Like it's got that feel. And that's all I've got there. So the eighth song on the album is Geronimo. Which also lives completely rent-free in my head. <laughs> um, this intro, I love this intro guitar. I love this intro verse. It's very different sounding from the rest from the rest of the album. I I don't know what it reminds me of. It is not Baba O'Reilly. Um, hey, it's it's almost like country, like western. yeah folk music like yeah something it's not like right there but that's what it reminded me of because there's a really good guitar lick but it's just the guitar and the vocal and there's actually a lot of vocal here but it's really fun to sing it's just like but the way it you know the vocal melody and the guitar melody they match so well yeah it's it's good and so then you get that and then the first the first verse ends so calmly right What's fun here, so this this song actually does goes verse one and then there's a verse a break and then a verse two, right? There's no chorus after the first verse, which means when you know later on how the end of a verse goes into a chorus, it's so calm the first time through. <laughs> like and, and they'll just like pick they pick up a couple instruments, it's still pretty calm. You but I understand the the country thing, because it is like a like old country music. Old country. I am not talking we are not talking pop country. No. But anyways, that all goes. Um, it's calm. I, and I just, I love the way it sounds. And it almost is what you were saying with um, bird watching, where it's like, you kind of need a break from all the music. And we just had a huge instrumental. We had two massively instrumental songs. So having this calm guitar, like this section, this song, like it, it's a break in its own sense. For, for a bit. It's gentle. It's, yes, it's more calm. I do not have a lot of notes on it other than that country feel. Oh, you don't have, you don't have, I just have this chorus in big bold letters. <laughs> Reversing gravity, making your way to heights you'll never seen oh, before. before. Do, do, do. Gratified. <laughs> <laughs> I know you it. You need to comprehend <laughs> this. Force your feeling <laughs> seeing the way yeah uh, that lives. All her beauty with new eyes <laughs> gratified yeah, that lives rent free <laughs> i see clearly for the first time <laughs> That's, that lives so rent free it's never paid rent in its life no yeah they're very they're very good <laughs> as soon as you start singing i'm like oh yeah i know this is fantastic this is so good bring this it, it's rent free in your head too because you didn't even know it was there Oh, that's as I said. This whole album, like most of this album, pretty much all of the choruses and bridges, they are rent free. It's just like there's so much of it, like I can't keep track. It's like there's it's, so much. But album. as soon as I hear it, I'm like, oh yeah, so that's good. so good. Ah, uh, and what's great about this course, it's only played twice, 
but they leave notes and drum fills out the first time they play this. So the second time through this course, there are drum fills, there are extra notes. This course is so much fuller the second time through, which when you already know it and you're already saying it, just make it even better. Like it's, it's almost like double time. Like some of the, the drumming is like double time the second time through, which you might have not caught, but nope. If you listen to the first time and the second time, the second time, a lot more drumming, a lot more notes. Very good. Still catch, still a, a catchy as all. Get out. Um, the drums through this bridge are great. <laughs> The very, the, the, there's a Rush song, The Anarchist. The very, uh, they, they reminded me of that. They're just like, it's a, it's a constant drumming, but it, it sounds so good um, with the bridge lyrics of just like this constant um, drum beat. Yeah, um, that particular lick, now that I'm, or like, not lick, but that part, it reminds me of something else, like the style of music. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. It's got a little like, like a little Middle Eastern vibe. It's like a... Yeah, like not not a lot, but like that that is what it's it is reminding me of. And I'm not going to there's a later song. I am not going to pretend I listened to Middle Eastern music and or heard enough of it to actually be able to speak on it. But uh, just 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 wait till um uh, next week, you know? Hmm. Well, intrigue. <laughs> but yeah, that that is kind of what it reminds me of. But this is another Fan, just completely different bridge, com- and the way it ends. The I believe I found my way, and then it the way he sings home, like the ending, the the home. Is that the last line? It's not. Yeah, for some reason, it's not on the page I'm, that we're both looking at. Um, it just says I found. It just says I found my way, but it's found my way. Oh, maybe it's because of the way he sings it. It's because of the way he's singing. It almost sounds like he's just singing notes like O's. But yeah, that he, I swear, yeah, he's singing home, which I mean, in the second song, he talks about, he ends, oh, right here. Yeah, in the second song, it's take me home, take me home, home. Home. So that's, this is the second sign, the second time that he is singing home powerfully. Yeah, yeah. And, and then those, the Middle Eastern vibes and also the bass slides are very good. The bass sliding in this is, mm. it might be, a, I, I don't know if it's a fretless bass, but it almost sounds like one. And then more great instrumentals. Uh, there's a just a fantastic bullet point when you're overwhelmed and you, I said, I just said, there's such a strong sense of this song in this song. <laughs> it's its own thing for sure. Like this one does stand out. And then, uh, and then I already mentioned it, but, this course is so good the second time through with the drum. It is so, so good. <laughs> like, I can hear it in my head because I hear the first version, but then I hear the, the second version with just, like, the energy behind it. Dun, 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 dun. You say, yeah. Maybe this was where I felt almost, almost Broadway-like in that there are Broadway songs that just build and build and then they're so powerful <laughs> and you're feeling, it's just filling the theater. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, when that happens, and like the last chorus, as you said, is just so much stronger. Sometimes I feel like that. This is not a Broadway song. No. 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 Unless it's a progressive rock, jazz, fusion, Broadway. I'd go. So I would go. I'd yeah. Go. Go. <laughs> Sign me up. Be right there. Yeah. 
Then then it ends on the with the intro guitar, which I really like. It just ends where it started. This is and this is uh this and Swarm are I think other than the kind of transition some of the transition shoulder songs. This is a shoulder song, but it's such a strong shoulder song. Geronimo, I love that song so much. Maybe the reason I compare a lot of things to Broadway is because I've been to more Broadway shows than I've been to <laughs> concerts. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of my live music experience is in the Broadway format. Su- such a coastal elite. I. <laughs> I only see shows on the Broadway. But it's not like that. But it, I mean, it is. <laughs> I'm, you know, mm-hmm. a train more a train ride away from <laughs> New York City. You're not gonna stop me. We have family there. You end up at Bro- You end up on Broadway. <laughs> Shall we move on to the ninth song? Yes the the ninth song is Life of Vermin. <sighs> this uh, we go back to Funky Town here. Right at the right at the beginning, I wrote "wub wub jazz." <laughs> wub wub. <laughs> if you listen to it, maybe you'll pick up on, on what I mean. But it's a different sounding jazziness. It is. It's it's a it's a different funky town. My my first two notes. Back to funky town. Second note. Back to me mentioning the bass is groovy as sin. Whatever that means. <laughs> the bass is groovy, guys. Guess what? Is is good. Is real good. I can't stop listening to it. It's so good. This whole verse is good. Like, this, the vocal inflections and the music behind this. The sad wonder, the fancy fool. It's like, there's just, there's so much inflection. It's, mm, mm. Backslide, and then the way, the backslider riff. It's not, it's not the backslider riff. He just, because he uses different words in that, in that space. In that space, yeah. But in the first verse, he says backslider. Backslider. Dun, dun, dun. And then later in the second verse, it's you coward. You coward. And then, then in the third verse, it's the ears of a zombie. It's different. Yes, yes. <laughs> it is different. This was one a line that stood out to me. They whisper fear into the ears of the ears of a zombie. So however they sing it, mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, yeah. And <laughs> High inside ivory towel, watch the world bone. Also lives rent-free in my head. <laughs> Everything lives rent-free in my head, but boy, that one... So the in the bridge or what I wrote I think is the bridge so it's like f- the 410 mark um yeah, I just okay <laughs> I just have the words and the bridge dot dot <laughs> Yeah I hey that what was it probably one of our probably one of our first episodes I remember writing the bridge and like that was my only bullet so but, I was like I guess I liked it <laughs> But but in this case I it makes sense because it's yeah. just like there's so much stuff that just like you can't even it's so good you can't write anything about it no this one what's different about this bridge is the um, i think it's the guitar and it's got a different sound and i think it's mm-hmm. it's reminding it's like a latin feel yep. and the, hey, and I, have, I was like and i was like i think it's latin because i could salsa to this yeah i have i have and the bridge next bullet point tabbed over is latin question mark yeah i literally wrote is it latin question mark <laughs> Then, then you'll never guess that the next bullet point is, but the bass slaps. The bass always slaps. <laughs> the, the whole time, the whole album. That's why, that's why we called it a theme, so we wouldn't like sit on the fact that we <laughs> keep mentioning the fact uh, that the You know bass what, it's a theme, and I'll mention it. It's that good. <laughs> like, there's a horn solo, because of course there's a horn solo. Of course there is, yeah. Um. But do you hear the bass behind the horn solo? I mean, not now, not in my, not in my head. <laughs> I can't in my head, but it's so good. There's some mean riffs up and down this solo. The, there's a guitar solo in here. It's a mean guitar solo. 
Oh, it's so good. This whole song's good. This, oh, this, this bullet point. What am I doing? All, all caps. The outro chorus bass god. <laughs> <laughs> the the bass was apparently just going off this whole song. It, it is. I I because I know I love uh, Life of Omen as a song. It's just I just can't like describe how good the bass is because you can't sing bass parts. No, you can't. Not just because it's hard to sing an instrumental part, but because most of us don't have the range for that. So the 10th song on this album is called Shatner's Lament. And um, this is also instrumental. Mm-hmm. It's right out of a movie. Oh, yeah, it is. I adore this one. <laughs> this is honest. It's very short. It's honestly one of my favorite piece, like parts <laughs> of this album. And it's pretty smooth jazz like. And I don't know if one of the things I kept thinking of listening to this was Summertime. Um, summertime and the living is easy. <laughs> like that song. Oh boy. I, oh, the farm is now in, oh, what song is that? Uh, oh boy. Oh, but like it, like it, it doesn't sound exactly like that, but that's the type of feeling I was getting from this piece. <laughs> oh, you, you can't, what song is that? You, you just use the words. What song is that before I have to Google it? Summertime. Is that really summertime? Oh. Yeah. Summertime. Oh. Summertime and the living is easy. I must be Fish thinking. are jumping and the cotton is high. I tricked. Now that song, it was. Oh, it's, an, oh, it's like an old song. Okay, I got you. Got you. It's old, old. And I don't remember when it was written, who it was written by. I know it was written, I'm pretty sure, as a stage piece. And yeah, it it's was. Part of an opera, apparently. Yes. From Poggy and Bess. What? Okay. But like this, like the, I think it's the trumpet in this song, maybe. It's just like the way that trumpet is singing reminds yeah. me of how someone would sing that song. Yeah, it's got like a very old timey movie. But it, 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 I mean, that's all, that's all I have. But it does its job, which it leads into the next song very well. Uh, the 11th song in this album is Anchor and Michael, take it away. <laughs> so leads right into this. And it's got this real good riff that do, 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 do. Faster we are sinking. Mm. And you've got the violin playing around the world sinking is um real great because uh we're in the Titanic now and it's been an honor. So <laughs> so good. And then the the harmonization. There's been a couple harmonization things, but the harmonization around doors, doors. And then the song picks up real nicely um in the mid the middle of the next verse, as you do, I guess. <laughs> as what as one does. <laughs> instead of picking up like at the start of the verse, they're just like middle of the verse. They're like, yeah, let's do it now. It's like it, it's the it's like you do the cancel my tomorrow, and then it's like I can't bear to look though I wanted to. It's so good. Ugh. And then oh, this this is another one of those chorus that mm, the sorry I can't take it anymore. That one that one's another real fun one to sing. Sorry, I can't take it. This whole thing, it's it's like the cat. It's so weird that it's, it's so weirdly catchy. It like you just don't expect it because this is not pop music. This is not written to. Well, I can't say it's not written to be catchy, but like you know how a lot of mainstream, most popular pop songs are. It's like that is designed to get stuck mm-hmm. in your head. And then there's this. It's progress. Like, it's not. It's not like they're like, oh, well, we're really good at progressive jazz, but we're just gonna like 
hold back on the jazziness so that we can like write a pop song like there's none of that like it is we are deep well so deep in progressive music and yet these courses they they actually a they write courses and b they write really catchy ones the uh, oh yeah the <laughs> the end of the chorus uh the way it ends on the same old story same old ball and chain the instrumentation after that is highly highly illegal <laughs> <laughs> They're breaking laws left and right. And they don't play it after the second chorus, so you only hear it this one time. <laughs> that's that's a theme. That is a theme in it of in itself. Is that they're gonna play something amazing, but then never play it again. <laughs> it's like this was so good. After a chorus too, you're like, yo, I'm gonna hear this again. You never heard it again. That's it. And this is another one of those songs where. The, the verse after this is somewhere else, completely different song happening. It's just, it's completely different. I don't know why. It's, I mean, I know why. It's because they do that. It's like they're just play, they're playing compl a completely different idea. The Theomin shows back up. He just, like, mid song, he's just like, he have a Theomin in this part. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, oh, and this, yeah, it's this song. This is the song where I cannot tell you if it's the guitar or the violin. Oh, they're doing some really interesting mixing where they both played it and they bring one in and one out because at the end of like a couple of the licks i'm like that has to be a violin because of the way that it tails off and the other end of a couple other licks it's got to be guitar the reason i'm leaning guitar is just because now I just want to go listen to Lindsey Sterling. It no, it definitely sounds very guitar esque, but boy, does it, it also just like the way that well, the way the notes are moving are more like more plucking finger guitar versus. Um, There's also a couple very slight like bow feels like a bow. Yes, but you can you can do that on guitar where like the dun -dun -dun -dun, it, like it it I think it's I think it's electric guitar, but I am not placing money on that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyways, boy, it's so good. the The bridge is its own solo. Like, oh yeah, that's right. the The fancy dance comes back through in the solo, which we all we all like the fancy dance. My very next note, which is right after the dance, is the it's all it's all a game. It's all just a game. It's so good. It sounds so good. Yeah, Viennese waltz type. You've got that. <laughs> and then that ends with... I think that's a three-four time signature that it turns into. But. <laughs> it's a mess. It's fancy. But then, but then it, that, the drumming with the... It's all just a game. It's... Yeah, it's so good. So fun. I also... He, very similar to Rush. The vocalist has the the higher register. And um, as someone with the higher register, I... <laughs> <laughs> you appreciate it. <laughs> it's more fun to sing along than like the death vocals of like other songs where it's like I, I can't sing this that's no fun this this i like i got this <laughs> it's almost a theme park-esque the it's all a game pod it sounds like it's like you could be at a theme park just like the 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 rides spinning around it's so good and then the uh then the drums like the drumming and the instrumentation at the end of the song just like just so good and then the, there's more theremin 
you sent me a text about uh, the, the second song and you were like, I just want to listen to this thing on repeat. And it's like, I, and I got, I get that. But what's fun about this album, what I really love about this album is just like each of the, there was five or six really unique, fun songs like that, that once you get into them, it's like, this is the one you want to just focus on. And so like Anko is sitting here at like song 11. So you're like almost like not, it, it could go by and you don't pay, pay attention to it. Whereas it is just as fun and full and unique and has all this, all the bits of pieces we love about the other songs in it down here as well. Yes. Yeah. And the more I listen to the album, I, I get into it more. It just happens. The second song is the one that I know well enough now that I can really sing along to it and enjoy. I enjoy all of them, but like that one, I, I'm annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I can't take it anymore. So, so good. Uh, Twelfth song. We got to get going. (laughs) Twelfth song. We just hit two hours, so. Help. Twelfth song is New Moon. So, this is kind of like how we, I couldn't really, well, this one I could place more. Like, whatever the instruments are doing here, I was like, and I just wrote it, felt very Mulan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I didn't, it does. And, like, that is my only, like, real experience with potentially traditional Chinese music. Yeah. Um, and I'm saying Chinese because Mulan is takes place in China and that's what it reminded me of. But yeah, that's what this whole song kind of reminds me of. Yeah, it's got a very like, just Asian influence behind it. It's it, it paints this beautiful picture. Like the song is so beautiful. Like it just it, it, there's not much it's a very short song, but it uh, tra- it's a transitional beach, but some of like the the woodwinds behind it like the oh the like yeah, it it just has that very it's got that Asian influence that's just like it's it's so good it's very nice to be in and this is one of the this we mentioned it earlier this is one of the songs we we kind of called a a break yeah because it just it brings you somewhere else it's a different place and you know and then it'll bring you back to the Prague jazz fusion it it brings you back to the 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 Prague fusion in the most illegal transition on this album (laughs) actual laws were broken <laughs> this transition is so good you i don't know if in your notes you thought like new moon and tail were like different song like the same song because this song is the problem is it's just all of them are so good it's so easy to listen to you don't necessarily notice that the songs have changed <laughs> and then it's tail it's just like hello we're here now so i guess we'll move on to it the thirteenth song on the album is the namesake of the album, Terraformer. This guy has I when I listen to it and I really dig into it, it has the what I feel like is the heaviest it's the heaviest song in the album. It's it's the biggest like prog metal sounding song here. Like it's, it's that's, that's fair to say. It's the it's the proggiest I think I feel like it's the proggiest most metal proggy metal piece on the album. Like there's definitely some like uh, in, in, more of the like uh, genting like the, <laughs> like there's just like a open string open low string like a lot it's a lot more based on that more like how prog metal usually is of this like we're just gonna play some loud like open low guitar string don don like that stuff but then it's not you know it's not that <laughs> because it goes into that vominos section it's like oh well it's still thank you scientist vominos it's like oh no y'all are still you i still see your <laughs> yeah it's definitely feel like the heaviest one. Yeah, I have, I have fewer notes on this one. Um, just because I feel like of all, this is 
I don't know if it's, it's my least favorite song. It's not that it's bad. It's, I actually really, I still no, like it. No, but it, it, it wraps, I think it wraps up the album nicely. Mm. I think it, yeah. it also, this is the song that has the callback um, to Son of a Serpent. I think, I didn't re-listen to it. Oh. But at the 205-ish mark, um, the lines are, see your face here, see your face in everything. Um, I think what is happening there musically is like the, Da-da, 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 oh, somewhere in yes. there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that's se- again, that section is in the area where it's a little different than the rest of this heavy uh, than the doodly doodly because he go- goes back to that kind of triplety. Doodly, bom, yeah. Bom, it's, yeah. It's a little, it, it reminded me of that, which is nice. I like that in an outro song. Yeah. The uh, tone on this guitar solo is um, it's straight out of it's more. I, I think I'm wrong here because I said I f- it felt like it felt like a most mostful fate, but it's got it's a, it's a very unique like '80s metal tone to it. It's very different. It's a very different guitar tone than is on anything in this album. It has less of the uh, jazzy, just transitional, all over the place nature of the other songs. I don't want it to be all over the place. No, that's true. Yeah, this it's was an outro an, song. This was another. This was one of the other singles they did off the album. So it's just like here, here's something a little bit more. <laughs> You'd be able to listen to it on its own and it kind of stands alone mm. anyways that that's the album we we talked a long time which what I, what I find really funny about this album is it's a very long album it's an hour and 20 like 22 24 minutes or something like that yeah it's an 84 minute album which after you know it's, we we spent the last f- um five weeks talking about like oh, well the the perfect album it's like it's like 10 songs and like 40 minutes well, I said my preferred, <laughs> which is still true. It's yeah, it's before, but it it's weird because this album, I mean, you know, it's a long album, but it doesn't feel long. Exactly, it does not feel too long. You actually, you can, you listen to it and you really enjoy every part. And I think the reason it doesn't feel too long is because they jump around so much. They don't spend too much time on one music style in one specific part so because you're moving around so much it's not it's not drawn out yeah which it's like phenomenal that inside of a 84 minute album there's nothing i look at the track list i'm like yeah we could cut a bunch of this and make just make this oh god no no it has to stay (laughs) we could just make this a normal out like no like it's just like it works the whole thing works and to have that much um to have that much proggy like that much music without it being it's not a concept album it's not like they don't tell a story with the music it's not like a double album it's actually just a normal length album like the fact that it is somehow 84 minutes and does it doesn't overstay its welcome but it it is it's like tossing this to someone like yeah it's just just a short little album you just put this on like they see 13 songs and they're like oh 13 song album that okay we can i can do that no (laughs) you're gonna be you're gonna be here a while (laughs) but then it's like yeah there's a lot to talk about because usually if you have 10 minute songs either the 10 minute songs are boring or you stand around thinking those 10 minute songs could be five minute songs and yeah they just they do a lot and they do they do so much <laughs> that it's justifiably 84 minutes long. Yes. They have a lot to feature. They have a lot of very talented musicians that are very good at their instruments and they need their time. <laughs> they just they just need this time. You just So how are how are we how are we uh we rating this? How are we rating this? That is a good question. I really like this album. I really do. <laughs> I I really like this album too. I might. I, I'm. I'm. I'm really glad that you like this because this is. There are certain albums I know I like, and it's like I'll, I'll give them up to you, and I'm like, 
I don't know where you you're gonna fall with it because it is it's prog it's prog it's long it's <laughs> but the jazz part of it like that that is what catches me that's what I love and the bass and the funky bass you like the bass everyone likes the bass that's what I I love a good bass yeah and that's what and that's why like I wouldn't and and we, you know we're talking about Dream Theater earlier Dream Theater has like it's prog this prog rock metal. And it's just like so guitar driven, and a lot of pro- like most prog rock prog metal is guitar driven. It is like no matter what is happening, there is just this relentless guitar section. And Thank You Scientist does not always lead guitar, and having you know having all the the horns and stuff it, and the jazz like really really helps it not feel like a complete prog metal <laughs> prog rock onslaught. So so for so for me, I think I'm leaning. A six, and it's just because the. I mean, it might just be because last week we we gave the seven, and part of the the difference between the six and the seven is that last bit of magic. Yep. And to me, last week's album had that magic, mm-hmm. and for this one, like I, I think it is perfect. Yep. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it the magic I, element. I, I really, I really like when we a agree and b you under you understand the rating scale at this at, at the way I wrote it, which I, I appreciate. I feel it makes me feel like I'm not the only one who's like on, over on this rating scale journey alone. Um, <laughs> no, I'm I'm trying. <laughs> I I complete I completely agree with you. That was going to be what I said, so I don't even need to convince you. Uh, <laughs> no, like like as I like to say with when we talk about sixes and sevens, they are interchangeable. Except sevens have some mat magic it <laughs> being a six me- does not mean oh you know missing stuff from the seven etc etc we can say it forever your sixes may be your sevens your sevens may be your sixes it is except it is exceptionally good music that as Casey has mentioned and as i will continue to do um we want to go listen to it again yes <laughs> we- <laughs> because- when i find the time <laughs> when i find 84 minutes and i can't listen to it while driving so uh <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I can, but like, thankfully, thankfully, Connecticut is full of people who speed. So like, I'm not alone there. Maybe they're all listening to this album. Maybe that's the. <laughs> Especially the drivers on 91. Yeah, I'm very happy with six. I, I just feel like it is. There's nothing I can point to on this album that I feel like is weak. That is not good. That I want to skip. That I want to remove from this album. There's none of that. No, no, I don't even. I couldn't even point out a flaw, which is why I was like, "Wait, did this not fall into six? But no, I, I think it is. Hmm? This, this is, I think, the truest six. I know we've given out. Yeah, we've given out two sixes so far. Um, and those both had parts of it that we could point a flaw to. So they're still sixes, but they might have been like a lower end six. This is a high end six. Yeah, this is very strong. Like. Just very strong six. I I got I got nothing to point to. I'm like that was bad. Like, they're phenomenal musicians, and it's and it shows. <laughs> like when it's hard to write notes, usually I can write notes. Usually I'll like there's no spicy code of the week because it's just the whole thing's a spicy album. The whole thing, the whole thing was spicy. I think the spiciest chords probably lied or were within bird watching. Yeah, some spicy. There are some spicy tones in that one. But I mean, what they're doing is just so technically advanced, but not in like a. Uh, a math rock annoying way where it's like oh look at us we can we can write the the most technically pro- progressive music it's like no that they are like we are good we're gonna make it sound good and we're gonna have fun melodies with it we're gonna have fun with this music 
Um, I, I will link some of the videos they've done live and show notes. They'll, they'll very, uh, they'll fun ban. Like they, they don't take themselves too seriously, which is always impressive to me when you are so good at something <laughs> for you to be like, oh yeah, I'm just playing some music. It's like, no, you're playing like exceptionally good music. All right. So we have a bit of follow out. Woo. Because we didn't have enough to talk about this week. Nope. It was a couple weeks ago at this point. I just forgot to mention it last week. Taylor Swift is doing re-releases and Taylor Swift is a, Casey and I will talk about Taylor Swift a lot, and God only knows if we end up talking about this in full when it comes out. Well, we'll see what's going on that week. But she's doing re-releases, and she's doing a re-release. Do you want a six-hour episode? <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's funny. <laughs> what's fu- No, what's funny is, you know, we well, Taylor Swift is an artist we do both complain about where we'll, like, cut, just cut some stuff. <laughs> yes. I think every album, ev- pretty much every album she's released within the last few years, I've always been like, I make a playlist of the album, which is my cut of it. <laughs> what's funny is she's she's doing a Fearless re-release where it's the 13 songs from Fearless plus the six bonus tracks from the Fearless Deluxe Edition plus Today Was a Fairy Tale plus six songs from The Vault that she hasn't said what they are yet. So overall, Fearless is the Fearless re-release is going to be 26 songs long yeah we we are not and i'm saying this now for the sake of whoever ends up editing that one and it would be you because i will not if we if we talked about it we should not do a full discussion it should be something we bring up and probably bring up maybe our favorite points or we have a bonus episode i when the 26 songs speak now re-release comes out we're talking about it I'll have to, I'll just have to I'll have snacks I'll just make sure I have snacks that will be a me eating episode so yeah but anyways that comes out April 11th um but she did release the love story um song off of it um which I've listened to and I have thoughts about and I will happily discuss one song off that album just to talk about how she's doing the release I won't do it right now because Casey has not listened to it um, so part of our homework for next week will be we will listen to Love Story off the re-release and how we feel about that compared to the original Love Story and what we think that's going to mean for the rest of the Fearless re-release because... Yeah, we'll have some, we'll have some wild speculation happening. Uh, because Taylor Swift is very important to our... <laughs> We've got a music show and there's Taylor Swift, so... So I think that's it. Next week, we'll be checking out Tigran Hamazian's 2015 release, Mockroot. It's also in the jazz fusion sphere, but he's Armenian and it's not Prague, so it's completely different. And I'm reading this like I know what I'm talking about, but Michael wrote all this and I have no idea what I'm getting into. (laughs) You just, you know, you said something about like, you're unfamiliar with Middle Eastern sound, you like jazz fusion. Yeah, it's like you knew I would say that somewhere (laughs) past you was like, I'm going to put this here. (laughs) You don't know what it probably was, was it was probably listening to that section while being in the jazz fusion mindset. And I I love this album. It's spoiler. Um, if we're talking about an album and I picked it out, I probably like I like a lot of stuff. But uh, I discovered this album last year, so I'm I, to me it's still fairly new, even though it's from 2015. But yeah, it's it's probably was, that was that section that triggered that because I hadn't picked out the album until last night. So uh, I'm yeah, <laughs> probably that. Yeah, probably that. That could have been it. Hey, I'm I'm pretty I'm actually pretty excited. This will this will be interesting. So <laughs> completely new. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you listen to your pods on. We really appreciate it. Helps us a lot. Talk to you next week, and we'll catch you on the B side.